I am not a handsome man. Like everyone, I probably have my moments. Being a little bit goofy looking suits my supposed literary life of the mind here in New York City. We are at peace, my face and I. What a paper thin lie. There are days when I burn every book I own for the chance to be beautiful just once. I suppose there are things I might change given the opportunity. I make an appointment for a consultation with a preeminent Beverly Hills plastic surgeon. He takes me into an examining room where he keeps his computer simulator. The process begins with the taking of two photographs, the befores, one side view and one facing the camera. My profile looks careworn, simultaneously bald and hairy. My eyes are sunk into craters of liver-colored flesh, and my ear is a greasy nautilus, as if I'd just come from listening to a deep fat fryer. The doctor demonstrates his morphing tool by drawing a circle around my chin with the mouse. Pulling the cursor, he extends my jaw forward out like a croissant. It is a fabulous toy. I want to wrest the mouse from his control and really go to town, giving myself fleshy horns, pointy corkscrew ears. But your chin is perfect, he says, snapping it back, three millimeters behind your bottom lip. Instead, he points out how the end of my nose droops down to the floor while the arch of my nostrils is very high. He raises the tip, lowers my nostrils, and then straightens out the slope of the nose itself. It is subtle and aquiline. He then smooths out the area under my eyes. Finally, he points to a small vertical indentation between my brows. He recommends a small amount of Botox. Of all the features that render me less than perfect, I've actually always sort of been attached to those that lend me an air of gravitas. Instead of the neurotoxin, I get him to give me the slightest Mick Jagger mouth. I don't like those lips, but I'll let you have them, he says, plumping me up like a bicycle tire. The photographs are printed out. I look like a set of twins. Oh, and look at that marvelous new nose. Pointy, sharp, a weapon. Despite that old stereotype about Jewish intellectual superiority, I think the new me looks more clever as well. The doctor's instinct about my new mouth, however, was right on the money. The pucker has given me the beginnings of a snarl, like I've wedged a handful of Tic Tacs up behind my upper lip. But even this cannot dampen my spirits. I step out into the beautiful California dusk to catch a cab with a spring in my step. I'm feeling handsome, as though the changes were already there on my face and not just in the envelope of photographs that I clutch. Reality soon sets in. Pedestrians, pretty or otherwise, are a reviled minority in Los Angeles. The sidewalk of Santa Monica Boulevard simply ends without warning, and I am left to dart, terrified, across four lanes of traffic. I cannot find a taxi on the deserted, leafy streets of Beverly Hills, and I have to walk all the way back to my hotel. Good evening, the beautiful young doorman says to me when I arrive, sweaty, an hour and a half later. He smiles in my direction, but his eyes are looking just above my left ear.